0: Everybody, thank you for joining the Renowned Leadership Podcast. My name is Stephen Morris. As always, I'm your host, and I am so thankful that you're here with us today. Before we jump into the podcast today, guys, head over to renownedleadership.com that's R E N O W N E D leadership.com and check out all the free resources we got for you guys. Today, we have a downloadable PDF for you that is a relationship guide, basically. To help you build better relationships with with your team members so that you can really elevate your team and take them to the next level so you can get the most productivity out of your team you can't do that unless you have a good solid personal relationship with all your team members so head over to renowned leadership check out that uh that free resource we also got blogs we got a monthly newsletter for you with tons of great tips and information and great articles for you guys to consume again renownedleadership.com r-e-n-o-w-n-e-d leadership.com i hope you guys are ready let's go all right everybody we're back thank you again for joining the renowned leadership podcast this week today we have a very special guest that isn't just my dad he's he's here (laughs) with us but uh you know, like we were just discussing, you're just here for looks, Dad. So I know. just sit in the corner and be quiet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but that other sound you hear—that is Bridget Lynch, the founder and CEO of In the Light Coaching. How you doing, Bridget?
1: I'm doing wonderful. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad to be here.
0: I, I am super excited to have you here. um Were you going to say something, then? No. No. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Anyway. Didn't mean the there. Like, you know, getting distracted by old people. <laughs> anyway, um, man, what was I saying? Oh, I'm super excited to have you here, Bridget. Um, tell, tell us a little bit about your company and what it is you do before we get diving into any deep topics.
1: Yeah, sure. So in the light coaching was birthed, um, many years ago, um, God just um, has really been working on me um, from the very beginning. And so um, I know that the things that I've been through in my life have prepared me to help women overcome um, trauma and abuse that they've been through that are on their healing journey. And so my job is just to give them hope and encouragement and to point them to Jesus and help them to shine their light like Jesus is helping me shine mine. And so, you know, I I am... a big advocate of overcoming the trials that we've been through in our lives so that we can help other people and be a blessing to other people and so for me to have that journey and to walk through that i've overcome fear anxiety um you know a lot of things in my life to be where i am today and so i just want to grab a hold of the person that's um, coming up behind me and bring them along and i actually would love to push them and propel them further along than i have come and so Um, that's where it was birthed out of in the light is something that God gave me Um, that's a title that he gave me Um, all things that I do are just worked out of the spirit and so I just love when God blesses me and gives me the answers that I'm looking for
0: fantastic and you only work with women you don't work with men at all
1: (laughs) that's correct so Um, I have worked alongside of, you know, couples, um, if they are married couples, I have done that in the past, but this is primarily going to focus on women. I am a woman obviously. And so it just is fitting for me, um, to work alongside women that are, um, coming out of uh, trauma and abuse and to help them.
0: Okay. And that's awesome. I, I ask, the reason I ask that question is, um, you know, everybody has trauma some sort of trauma in their life. Yes. And I feel like it's something I think we're starting to steer away from, but I think men tend to hide a lot more from their trauma if you will. Sure. Um and, and especially with me being military um and you know having the the suicide rate of my you know my brothers and sisters Mm -hmm. who you know can't deal with with their trauma and ultimately take their lives um i I was just wondering if that was a focus as well or if you just focus solely on women there's no right or wrong answer i was just curious
1: sure well and let me add to that stephen because um, my community that I'm building um, at In The Light Coach Live is primarily based for women, but that doesn't mean that someone couldn't follow me on Instagram at In The Light Coaching and you know be a part of the webinars that I'm doing live. Um, and, and things like that. So anytime I'm online and I am teaching or, you know, giving tips on how to overcome things, I am more than glad to have all kinds of people in the audience to help them. Or if it's not to help them, then it's to help someone, you know, in the past or in the future, you know, we can all be a, a help to, to people in this avenue and in this area of overcoming. So,
0: yeah, that, that's awesome. And it, it needs to be done, you know? I, I think a, a big problem we have in this world is we're just so ashamed of of our trauma, right? And, you know, especially especially for me as a man, like like and being a soldier for so long, it's hard for me to admit that things hurt me.
1: Oh sure, and because you're supposed I, to be know... tough and strong, Stephen. You know, you're you're not right. supposed to cry, and you're not supposed to. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I mean. But then again, for a woman, you know, I, I can't speak to how a, a, a woman feels through her trauma because, obviously, I'm not a woman. I'm here Maybe. for looks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you but, know, I, mean, I always, yeah. I always look at it too this way. Um, you know, our and I, Steve and I, have had this conversation. But if you all haven't figured it out by now, I'm very strong in my faith. Um, I rely a lot on God and what um, he does in my life and how he's brought me to where I am. And so the way that I look at it is, you know, God created us. Um, Men are to be warriors and women are to be compassionate and loving, right? We birth new life, right? And so whenever you look at it that way, it is hard to distinguish um, the way that we're supposed to act, quote unquote, as society would expect us to, but we are not from this world. And so whenever we, um, have the mind of Christ, you know, those compassions and those things that come out of us when we're walking through trauma or walking through abuse or walking through difficulties that we've been through, those things are just things that we have to allow to come out to peel back that layer of healing that needs to happen because a healing journey, is layers of things that have to be pulled off and come off and they have to come off in that way, Um, you know, and even something that you deal with as a man or a woman at one season of your life doesn't mean that it won't show up later on and you'll have to deal with it again in another light or in another way. And so, you know, there's such a stigma around this. And I honestly feel and think that there is an opening of eyes in this arena, in this area, which is why I see a lot more. And it's because I'm in it that I see it a lot more, that there's a lot of trauma and abuse recovery. However, um, I think that society's eyes are being opened so that we don't have to hide and we don't have to be ashamed of this. Anything that is covered in darkness is not going to be healed or overcome. And so when we bring it into the light, then we can deal with it and we can talk about it and we can make it something that can be used to help someone else
0: yeah you're absolutely right one of the most important lessons i've learned is in order to heal you have to be completely honest right Uh, not not just with the people around you but with yourself Mm -hmm. um and so and but that is so much harder said than done at least for me sure um so i definitely see the value in having someone like you to push you along through through that process um so this is kind of off what we're talking about a little bit but i heard this the other day and instantly thought of you so i was saving this just because i want to get your opinion on it and it is a little bit controversial but i think it'll be okay okay and if you're like no we're not talking about that i'll edit it out and it won't be a problem. <laughs> so anyway i was watching the scientists do a lecture it wasn't a ted talk but it was kind of like a te- ted talk
2: sure
0: um and she was talking about the differences between men and women mm-hmm. and how society has distorted the presence of men and women, like Mm. their individual presence.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, And one of the examples she used that I've never thought about, but I found it incredibly interesting, is her example was women are biologically coded to look for a partner in a man that is able to protect and provide. Mm. Therefore, naturally, that woman is going to be attracted to men in their mid to late forties or -hmm. mid thirties to early forties. A man that's been around the block is, has been established, has learned life and is able to protect and provide.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. And so, and, and vice versa for men, men look for a fertile woman that can provide their families and nurture their families. Mm -hmm. Um, and her, her, basically what she was getting at is society has has destroyed what our bio what we're the way we're created Mm -hmm. because society believes something different that if a 38 year old man seeks an 18 year old woman then that is gross and disgusting Mm -hmm. and he's a pervert pedophile whatever Mm -hmm. um I found I found it very interesting. I'm not sure what I think about it. Um what what are your thoughts? What what do you biblically or sure. I know you're a registered nurse, so I am. I you am. have a lot of medical training <laughs> in, in this area. What what do you think of that?
1: Well, um you know, us, from a scientific perspective, um I I always It's funny for me, and I may not be the right person to ask because there's a lot of things in medicine. I'm like, yeah, no, God doesn't say that. So, um, you know, I really, I really do walk by faith and not by sight. Um, and what the word says, um, and the first couple of things that came to mind is, um, you know, a man would seek a woman, as you said, as this woman said in the, in the conversation, um, someone that is young and fertile and can provide a family, um, a man's number one need is honor and respect. His number one need—that's his number one need—and so honestly, he's he's looking for a woman that would do that, and a woman that honors him and says, "Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna submit to you." I know the S word; everybody <laughs> hates submission. But here's the thing: it's there is an, a really big underlying biblical principle of submission, and so we're not going to go there today. That that would take us, you know, a long time to talk about that. Um, but it is, it is what we do when we honor and respect our husband, our spouse, then we submit to them and say, yes, I'm walking alongside of you. Now, ladies, if you're listening to this, you're going "Oh, great. Here we go again. Right. But here's the thing we submit, but the, the husband also submits to us because God says that the husband should love the wife as that he loves the church. Um, that's Christ loves the church. And so Um, a woman's number one need is safety and security. And so that would be why a woman would look for a man that is potentially older or is established is because they see someone that is safe and secure. They're not going to have to worry about where money's coming from to take care of their children or to get them to their future, right? Um, And it's not about money, obviously, in totality. However, um, those are the things that we look at and see. And for me, you know even coming from a med- medicine background um i would be more considered as a holistic type of a nurse because i look at the people from head to toe um and we do assessments in that fashion ha- fashion however um i look at them not just in head but mind and spirit and soul and body right um from head to toe and so I really always try to point back to, well, what would God say about this? And so, yes, I agree that we look at the different um, man, woman, woman, man. Um, And don't get me started on the um, pronouns, okay? We're not going to do that (laughs) because um, in the beginning, God created male and female, and that's just bottom line. That's, That's where we are. And, um, God told us to be fruitful and multiply. And the only way we can do that is man and woman. And so that's my stance on it. You know, I probably ruffled a little feathers, but I hope that answers your question. But that's where I'm at with all of that.
0: <laughs> it, 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 it does. It and, does. And the the reason I thought of you is because you're a very, um, how do I say that? A very opinionated individual, I am. not in a bad way, um, but you're, you're like me, you have almost instantly when hearing something, you, you, I feel like, you know, where you're going to stand. Absolutely. Um, And that is where you will stand until provided with facts and proof. Otherwise,
1: you got it. And
0: so that, that, that's why I thought of you when I heard that is because I'm like, I wonder what Bridget is going or would say about this. Um, and like I said, I'm not entirely sure how I feel about it, because I'm, you know, with society, like, you know, you 40 year old man marries an 18 year old woman, like, how, how gross grandpa. But, (laughs) but when I heard that, it's like, man, that makes that actually makes sense. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And, uh, you know, I I, I don't know, my mind, my mind might change on that aspect. But anyway, I just wanted to hear what you would, what your thoughts were on that. And I I don't think you ruffled feathers.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's different scenarios than that, too. I mean, initial thought of a 40 year old marrying an 18 year old woman. I mean, yeah, that could be creeper status, but, you know, it it just, if God aligned them and God, you know, set them up and that's the way it's supposed to be, well, that's the way it's supposed to be. You know, I mean, I'm not going to argue with God. He's the one that started everything and he's the one that's going to finish it. So I'm not going to argue with him. Right.
0: Uh, getting getting back on track sorry to derail no, the no worries. That question anyway so um you uh you doing your first webinar today
1: correct right yeah
0: well what, 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 walk us through this what what's your webinar going to be about and uh is it going to be recorded are people that listen to this later going to be able to find it
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So um, initially, um, I will record it and it will be offered to my community and people that sign up on my email list, but then it will be available, you know, shortly after for anyone that wants to listen um, or watch it. So they're more than welcome to do that. Um, It's called Stand in Victory. It's a message God gave to me in my heart a long time ago. People need to know that they're already walking victoriously especially if they're walking, um, with Christ. And so, um, people need to hear that they feel stuck in, in ways, um, in their ways or stuck in their situations. And they feel like there's no way out. Um, but even in the midst of trials and in the midst of storms, we can see a way out. Right. And so, um, we can reach for Jesus's hand and know that he's going to pull us out of it. Um, I just think of the story in, in the Bible about the disciples being on the water and they're scared to death and you know, they're waking up Jesus. Hey, buddy, we're, we're going to die here. What's going on? Why are you sleeping? You know, and he's like, no, 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 I got this. And this is just Bridget I'm version. So you can look it up in the Bible and read it yourself. Um, But basically, you know, he calms the storm and he's like, listen. And so here's the here's the principle behind that is, you know, you can be a total mess in the middle of the storm, after the storm, before the storm. But if you're trusting Jesus and you know that he's going to get you through it, That's it, having through faith, right? He's going to get us through the valley of the shadow of death. And so through the storm, and if we know that we're going to get through the storm and there's light on the other side, we don't have to fear. We don't have to worry. We don't have to be anxious. We can just trust and know that we can see a way out on the other side. And so just standing, um, and sometimes standing still is the most important thing that we can do. In Ephesians 6, it talks about the armor of God and standing firm um, with our, you know, equipment on knowing that God's going to fight with us and for us. And so if we're standing firm, um, it's the picture of the, of the soldier's shoes. Like they had like pegs or something in the bottom of them, uh, more like probably like metal, you know, to stand firm in the ground when they were fighting the Roman soldiers. And so it's that picture of, of just digging in and standing there and knowing that you've, you've been taken care of and you don't have to worry and you don't have to fear. And so fear is a big thing right now. You know, we've just coming out of a, a pandemic and everybody still talks about there's people still walking around with masks on. They're just walking around in fear all the time. And we don't have to, we don't have to be afraid. And that's so great. that's my biggest thing I've overcome fear. And I just want other people to do that, to find freedom out of that. People has taken,
0: you know, their eyes off the light. Yes. And all they see is obstacles now. Yes. And obstacles are what you see when you take your eyes off the light. That's right. So you, and everyone listening knows by now and Bridget, you know, um, one of my big focuses is, uh, training leadership. I, I help, you know, train and mentor leaders. And one of the biggest problems leaders feel. I guess you could say, it's not really a problem. It's more of a feeling is mm-hmm. that they they feel like they're constantly losing. Mm. Like no matter what, they're losing the fight. Mm. One second. Sorry, right. my phone was going off. <laughs> and I was hoping that you wouldn't be able to hear it because it was in my back pocket, but I'm pretty sure you could hear the vibrating. Anyway, um, so yeah, one of the biggest problems I have to help them get through is they feel like they're constantly losing Mm. and in some cases they are constantly losing but like you said you vic one of my favorite sayings is you don't you don't have to win a single battle except the last one to win the war Mm. right we can lose our entire lives but at the end of the day we're going to win the we're going to win the last battle we're going to win the war so trying to get people to understand that is is very important. And and like you said, whenever, whenever you, you constantly have this feeling, it it just, it's throwing you into darkness Mm -hmm. and then it's a downward spiral from Mm -hmm. there and you can't get out of it. So I I applaud, I applaud your uh, stand in victory is what you you called it. Yeah. I applaud your stand in victory because that is a very important message I feel so many people are going to benefit from.
1: Thank
0: you. Now, um, so I thought it was funny. Because um, initially, we, your husband was uh, supposed to, Adam, was supposed yes. to be with us. But he chickened out at the last minute.
1: And that's yeah, okay. We forgive him. It's okay. It's okay. No.
0: Um, <laughs> if you hear that, Adam, I'm just playing. It's a joke, man. No, no. no no con- ill contentment at all towards you. Um, but yeah, so, uh, but Adam's a firefighter and, um, I was, it was really interesting to get his take on leadership as a firefighter. Mm-hmm. And when you emailed me and told me that, um, he decided he didn't want to be on a podcast. Um, you gave me your list of qualifications in leadership and like your very first one, it's like, all right, you could have stopped there. <laughs> and that is that, that you're a mom. And in my opinion, a mother is the single most important leader on the face of this planet. Sure. Because the mother is responsible for her children. Mm-hmm. And you have two boys and I can only mm-hmm. imagine the amount of work that goes into that goes into uh raising and mentoring two boys. Yes. Um and, and I, I have a great story uh I don't know if I want to tell because I don't want to embarrass dad, but (laughs) eh, I don't care. I'll embarrass dad. Um, When I was in eighth grade, I, uh, I got into a fight with a kid named Matt and I won't say his last name. I I remember this kid. I remember his name, what he looked like. I remember everything about him, um, but he he was being a bully. He was picking on this kid. He was dumping chocolate milk on his head Mm -hmm. and I, you know. Got up and I pushed Matt away, told him to stop, and uh he said some um inappropriate things, and so I Mm -hmm. punched him right in the eye. And um I got in so much trouble. And I got home and dad was livid. Do you remember (laughs) dad? Uh no, I forgot. No, okay. Anyway, um dad was livid, laid into me. I don't I don't think I got a spanking or anything, but he was just livid. And um my my mom was there and uh after dad left my bedroom i, I was in my room crying and um mom my mom a- a- actually asked me she's like why did you hit him and so mm-hmm. i told her the story of what happened and she was like well you know your dad's right like violence is never the solution mm-hmm. right. i was like but like i had to or he was going to hit me and she's like, I understand you did the right thing. And that like, con- and that's all she said. And it, it, it confused me for years
2: <laughs> what she was talking
0: about. But between my two parents, I learned a very valuable lesson
2: mm-hmm. that
0: the rules apply, no matter what the circumstances, the rule is the rule the law is the law, no matter what,
1: right. but
0: sometimes it is necessary to break said rules or said laws and the defense of yourself or someone else or whatever. And you have to suffer the consequences and it's okay. So Mm -hmm. between my mom and my dad, I was able to learn this lesson, which, you know, and and I, I, I'm using this story as an example because they were there. The extremes were so far apart that if it had just been my dad, I would have just got one side of the story. If it was just my mom, I would have just got the other side of the story. And I, I, man, I'm trying to not get this all about like the destruction of the family unit. So I'm trying to, to choose my words carefully. Sure. Um, but that, that leadership role that a mother has when it comes to raising a son mm-hmm. is absolutely crucial because without her I would have lost perspective of probably the most valuable lesson that I've ever received and I'll never forget for the rest of my life. Sure. So when when it comes to moms, what what is the one piece of advice you can give a mother about raising her children? Wow. To be leaders.
1: Wow. Okay. On the spot. Um, you got no, no
0: pressure. You got two yeah.
1: seconds. So listen, I mean, my first answer is a lot of prayer. Um, because listen, <laughs> um, as a firewife, um, I am um a solo mom um a lot of times. And so I told my husband one year, um, it's a couple of years ago, I'm like, why don't you just buy me one of those black and white striped referee shirts? Like, that'd be great. Cause that's what I feel like a lot of times, you know, telling these children to cut it out, you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> however, um, I, in all seriousness, I have to take care of myself mentally, physically, emotionally, um, spiritually, for me to be able to parent my boys and to be the wife that I need to be for my husband. I'm Yes. And so, I make sure that I eat right, that I work out, that I am in the word, that I'm praying, that I am, you know, getting time away for myself whether it's, you know, a weekend away at the beach with my girlfriend or whatever, but I have to be the person that I need to be for my children to see the example of what a wife should be like, right? And so my boy, I'm not just raising boys. Um, to become men, I'm raising boys to become spiritual leaders of a household married to another woman. And so I have to think of the long run and not just right here in the moment. Prayer is my first answer. I take so many things and hit my knees um, for my children. I pray over them. I have always sang over them, hymns, you know, whatever, prayer over them. And you know if you're if you're not a believer and you're not praying for your children, I don't really don't know how people do it, to be honest. If you're not a believer and you're not praying, I mean, I just don't. I really, it's just God's honest truth because it's so hard some days, and you're just worn out some days, and you feel like you're running the roads. I feel like a mom taxi too, um, and so <laughs> um, prayer is my number one answer, Stephen, and um, just seeing them as raising um, men of God um, that will one day lead. Other households. That is how I look at my children. And I teach them from different scenarios that they go through. Or, like right now, I'm my 14 14 year old and I are reading a book called Your New Playlist, which is talking about your mental health and making sure that they're asking the right questions to themselves so that he can, you know, work through issues that he has as a teenager. He's in high school. It's his first year in high school. And so there's a lot of issues, right, whenever you go in to high school and you're a 14-year-old male. And I cannot relate to that. So I educate myself by reading books and following, um, you know, godly family leaders um, that I can glean wisdom from because I don't have all the answers. God does. So obviously I go to him but I have to pray and I have to seek and I have to be the example that I want them to be and to see.
0: I like it. And I knew that was gonna be your answer. I could have answered <laughs> it for you, but I wanted to give you the opportunity. But And you did a much better job explaining it than I would have done. <laughs> um, and so to bounce off of that question, um, I see on YouTube, on TikTok a lot, you know, Women talking about their blue-collar man, or blue-collar men talking about their women. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of one of the ones that caught my eye recently was a guy talking about. And He was actually a musician who wrote a song about it, but talking about his wife and how like so many women say they want a hardworking man. Blah 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 blue collar, basically, Mm -hmm. until they get it and they realize like you, like you are, like you just said, half, more than half the time you're, you're a solo mom. Mm -hmm. And, you know, once they realize like, man, my husband is gone 85% of the week. And when he is home, he's tired and just wants to sleep Mm -hmm. and rest, you know, and you have to let him do that because other uh, you know he has to be able to perform the next week that he's going to be working a hundred plus hours right so I and like w- w- with Adam or w- w- with your husband you know his job greatly depends on having a stable home life if you will sure. so he can perform literally when lives depend on it mm-hmm um he, when when a house is burning around your face you don't need to be worrying about whether the kids are getting to soccer practice or right. if your wife's mad at you or whatever the case may be you know you need to be in the moment focused on what you're doing saving people's lives right so what advice do you have for women whose husbands are gone working like yours like so many others mm-hmm. truckers linemen you know you know i, I know the a uh, huge number of indiana where i live uh, a huge number of our linemen are in your state right now yeah sure um helping recover f- uh from the hurricane so mm-hmm. what what advice and i know it's probably going to be the same as what you said last time but what, what advice would you give women when it comes to like i feel alone I feel like I do this alone, like I'm a Mm. solo parent. I have no support, no help. All those feelings. I'm sure Sure. you felt at some point in time. Oh,
1: yeah, hundreds of times. Um, So I'm going to shock you. I'm not going to have the same answer, okay? So strap on your seatbelt, okay? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Okay. But here's the thing, I, um and I have fallen into this too, you know, I wish my husband was home more. I wish he didn't have to work so much. I wish I didn't have to do this by myself, right? All these wishes, right? But I saw a great post. Um, I think it was in the last day or so from Craig Rochelle. He's a great leader, great speaker. Um, And he said, stop saying you wish your husband was this and that. And instead say what you want your husband to be. I, I want him to be Present when he's here. I want him to be the pillar of the household. I want him to be the leader of the house in faith and physically, right? So say the things that you want, right? Don't. And if you fall into that, mamas, listen, do not fall into that trap of, oh, I do this all by myself all the time. You don't. That's a lie. That's actually a lie because you're not doing it by yourself. One, your husband is providing for you by going to work and working so hard. And so he's allotted you the opportunity to be at home, to be the mother of those children and to raise men and women of God that are going to go and expand the kingdom, right? When they get older. And so you can't get stuck in that. Oh my gosh, I do this by myself all the time. That's a lie. It's purely a lie. And if you're a believer, that's certainly a lie because you have the Holy spirit with you. And so there are times when I go into my closet, I'll tell the boys, mom needs a minute. And I go in my room and I shut the door and I go in my closet and I just pr- pray and I cry sometimes. There's a prayer. It's there. But here's the thing. I don't act like I have it all together. Don't act. You don't have to act like you have it all together. Tell your kids, hey, mom's really struggling right now. I'm really sorry I spoke to you that way. I apologize. You forgive me. You know, be real with your kids and just tell them, hey, dad's been working a lot. He's not feeling too good. He's got to rest. He's resting right now. You know, he's going to be up and he's going to be more readily available for you when he gets up. When you turn it, turn the perspective, that's the key. Turn the perspective into something that can be used and that can be a blessing to your children, to your husband and walk in grace and truth. That's what our savior did. Walk in grace and truth. What's okay. and, And here's the thing, that new playlist book I talked to you about my 14 year old, I'm reading with him. One of the questions is, Is that, is that the truth? If something pops in your head, Oh, I'm doing this all by myself. Is that the truth? No, it's not the truth. And so we have to change again, change our perspective and go, why am I doing this? I'm doing this for my kids. I'm doing this for my husband and I'm not doing this alone. That's a lie from the enemy. He's trying to tell me that I'm solo and that I'm doing this all alone. And it's a lie.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And, And you're absolutely right. And i i can't imagine you know uh, uh what was you called yourself a fire wife yeah um uh, or a soldier's wife you know espe- especially soldier's wife because when soldiers leave sure. they leave for a year plus right um i think the longest deployment i've ever been on was 18 months mm-hmm. so a year and a half um so i mean in that regard you know i can't imagine how hard it is for for the wife to hold the home together sure to hold everything together and i have a lot of respect for that um i think one of one of my big problems i have is in order to lead we have to be so if you work for a company Mm -hmm. and this guy hires you to to lead one of his teams. Mm -hmm. And then you come in, you know, get everything established, and you're like, okay, so this is a new program I'm going to roll out to help with efficiency, to help Mm -hmm. the team be more efficient. And then your boss, you know, you you get it rolled out, everything's set up, and then your boss comes in and says, nope, I don't like it, take it away. Mm -hmm. And he just completely undermines you. One of the big problems... And that happens very often in the, sure. in the corporate world. Uh, and one of the big problems with that is you completely undermine your, your, your supervisor
2: mm-hmm.
0: that, that you hired to run this team right. in regards to, a, you know, a, a mom holding together her household society, I feel is, is taking away her is undermining her ability to lead her, her household and is taking away the tools she needs to effectively lead her household
2: mm-hmm.
0: in regards to when uh, in order to be an independent woman you have to have a have a job right mm-hmm. um that that is one of the most frustrating things i i hear my mom stayed at home with me until i was 14 I want to say 14 years old Mm -hmm. my mom stayed at home Mm -hmm. and I couldn't I can't imagine the difference that made in my life knowing that my mother was home waiting on me every single day when I got home sure now my dad I wouldn't you know some some weeks because dad was going to school Mm -hmm. while he was working 70 hours a week so dad would leave home at five o'clock in the morning and get home at like 1230 at night. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, there were, there were weeks that I, months would go by and I wouldn't see my dad, sure. but you know, and, and man, having that balance, I think is what has instilled in me work my, the work ethic I have today of why I'm able to work so hard. But anyway, I'm sorry. I am getting off on a tangent here. Um, <laughs> um What, how do we fix society, do you think, to get back to where women are empowered to do what they need to do for their kids and for their husbands and for their households? Does that question make sense?
1: Mm. Yeah, that's a loaded question, though, um, because society (laughs) is a hot mess right now. Um, You don't have
0: to answer if you don't want to. (laughs)
1: No, it's not that I don't want to answer. It's just, um, you know, my answer is always going to be to rely on the Lord um, because society is a mess and um, I wouldn't rely on them for anything. And I wouldn't expect them to give me anything to do what I need to do to accomplish um, what I need to in my household. See, my four walls are protected, right? Because I'm a believer in Christ. And so I strongly know that what I do inside my home and who I help inside my home, my children and my husband, greatly affects what actually happens in society. So when I am telling them that you work for the Lord and not for man, and you are going to still do what you're doing to honor God, regardless of what someone says to you. I know that that's making an impact on them, which will in turn make an impact on someone that they will affect down the road. That's that ripple effect, right? We always want what we do, the decisions that we make to help someone down the road. And so I think that allowing women the opportunity to do whatever works for their family, whether that is building a business like I am from home, I went from working, um, I I initially started as a nurse at at the hospital in 12 hour shifts. And then I worked, um, I had the flexibility because of my husband's schedule, which is really nice. But I worked part time and made my own schedule as a nurse and worked out in the field. And I was still able to get off in time to be um, there to pick up my children and to take care of them. And now I'm allotted the grateful opportunity to be able to be here at home and build my business. Just like you said about your mom being at home. And being knowing that she was there for you, I was able to change things in the last couple of years to be here for my children. And so my youngest is six and my oldest is 14. And that's a whole nother story in and of itself. Yes, there's eight years difference, guys. That's what you heard, eight years. Yes, don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard that a lot. Um, So anyway, for me to be able to be um, the uh, You know, just hear for them and be available for them. And you know my oldest especially knows he can text me and hey, mom, you know, can you help me with this? I need to get into this on my laptop or computer or whatever. Hey, mom, I forgot this. Pick him, you know, pick him up from school pick the other one up from football practice. I mean, I just want, I have always prayed to be available for my children to be that example that they need to see that I'm their mother and I'm going to help them to be the best man that they're gonna become in the long run. And so whatever we can do to work our schedules out, to be flexible, whatever it is, I mean, just love on people. That's one of the biggest things, you know, people are wanna throw a stone. Well, we're supposed to be dropping them, not throwing them. And so just love on your neighbor, love one another, love the people around you. And women, especially, we have a really great um, opportunity to be in community with one another, right? Especially those with our husbands out working and working a long time, right? We can build community with one another. And one of the great things my husband has said before is he's listened to um, plenty of podcasts, but the thing that he picked up from it was, We have to be the ones to decide what our community looks like for our children. If we want to raise our children in a godly home and around godly people and to honor God, then we're going to need to have people around us and in our community um, that we've chosen. We don't just let them go to anybody's house and go, oh, yeah, they watch rated R movies and listen to this and, you know, whatever they're doing at their house. No, I have that con control in a sense. Okay. I use that term lightly because control, who has control? No one but God. So I have the opportunity to choose for my children where they get to go. And that way I'm, I, my job is to keep them safe. And so I'm going to keep them safe the best way I know how. And that is under a covering and praying for them and guiding them and having them around people that I can trust and I know. And then ultimately by having a community of believers that I want them raised around, I know that they're gonna be raised in a way that's gonna be flexible and helpful for my home. And society really has nothing to do with it because we can't rely on anything other than God. And so that is what I would do and what I'd do.
0: Huh, that's that's not the answer I expected.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm full but of surprises, no. Stephen. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, it's fine. Um, no, it's a great answer though, and you you touched on something that I'm horrible about is, and I don't know, you and I are a lot alike, we talked about that before, <laughs> but I don't know if you struggle with this. I, I struggle to maintain control of my surroundings mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. I feel like I need to be, and I, I don't know if it's the military that taught me to be in control or try to be in control of every everything but I do not feel good unless I feel like I am in control hmm. and that is such a horrible horrible habit I, I really need to break myself of it um,
1: well it's that, it's that other nasty s-word that people don't like and it's called surrender <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, I know that has a big, big meaning to you, I'm sure, coming from a military guy, so.
0: <laughs> Definitely. Um, what what was the first? Oh, sub, submit. Yeah. I yeah. forgot what the first S word was. But, and, and we'll have to talk about that one time because, or some other time, because sure. uh, the, the submit thing, like, I, I'm really interested to hear your opinion on that. Sure. Um. Because, man, you 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 bring that up to the wrong people. Oh, boy. You talk about getting shot with both barrels of a shotgun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> people get oh, mad. Oh, I know. Yeah. People get mad. Well, mm-hmm. why do people get mad at the idea of being submissive?
1: Pride. Yeah? Because they mm-hmm. don't want to. Right. It's pride. Yeah.
0: They don't want to submit. Right. And they don't want anybody else submitting. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's not, it's not like it's a bad thing. Like it's not to, to to be like, we're all submissive to some point to someone, right? Like, you know, if you're fortunate enough to choose who you're submissive to, that that's great. But I mean, I mean, how many of us, all of us in our lives have had to be submissive to a boss,
1: Mm -hmm. right?
0: Same thing, isn't it?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Well, you know, so many people um, take it and it, the word has just been corrupted. That's all. You know, there's a there's light and darkness. That, that's the two worlds. That's the two realms that we walk in. And if you're not in light, you're in the dark. And so if you take something and turn it away from the light, like your dad was saying, all you can see are obstacles. And so then as someone that is seeing the word submission under an obstacle mindset, then all they see is that I'm submitting under someone's authority and I'm not in control and I'm you know, and all these negative things. But if you look at it in a positive light, then you're going to see that it's actually a really good thing. And it actually helps you to propel into different areas of your life that you didn't expect to. And so when I submit to my husband or submit to God under his authority, then I know that God's going to take me into new areas and new heights that I've never been to, because I am honoring him by submitting to him. And so, and I'm honoring my husband by submitting to him. A man's number one need, again, is honor and respect. And so, if I'm honoring and respecting him by submitting to him, then um, ultimately I'm honoring God and submitting myself to Him and uh, walking under the calling that He has on my life.
0: And tell me, tell me if I'm wrong here, um, and I may be. My my thought to that is so. I I always put things in how is it going to benefit me because I'm Mm. I'm kind of a selfish person sometimes.
1: We all are. (laughs) Will you
0: stop agreeing with all the negative things I say about myself? (laughs) Grief. Um, but so I, I I and especially in a business sense, it's you know how is this going to benefit me? So when you're talking about how you know you. Your one of your number one priorities is to to, uh, what is it? Respect and honor Adam, right, mm-hmm. your husband. Mm-hmm. So, in the so the, you're submitting to him in that regard, right? Being submissive.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But at the end of the day, by doing by those actions, you're actually benefiting yourself. Correct. Right. Because. Correct. And I can say this, you know, being a man, I can say like when, when your wife honors and respects you and makes it very visible that she loves or honors and respects you, that gives you energy Mm -hmm. and that makes you feel like you can conquer the world. Right. And so then when you go actually conquer the world, you're bringing, you know, and and I think biblically, the the reason it works that way is because back, you know, back in the day, the Mm -hmm. man had to go hunt, right? And that was a very dangerous practice. Mm -hmm. And so he needed that, that courage, that, that shot of adrenaline, if you will, to be able to go do it. And sometimes he would have to, um, be gone hunting for two, three days at a time.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So he needed something to bring him home, which was in in re- where the Bible says that the husbands to also uh, submit to his wife. Mm-hmm. That that's where that com- that role comes in right. to bring him back home. Right? A- am I am I wrong? At-
1: oh no, not at all. And here's the thing: if you think about the inverse of that and how that would cause strife, and you know um division and all so if there isn't the honor and respect and there isn't the submission think of the um you the strife and the division and the things that it would cause and then ultimately you know you're arguing and you're against one another and all of those things instead of honoring and respecting and submitting and loving one another i mean it can it can go really bad the wrong way you know if you look at it in the in the inverse so
0: yeah that's pretty and it all comes back i think to the way we're created Absolutely. our biology and, and which is you know like we were talking earlier about that scientist you know talking about how society has corrupted mm-hmm. what what our brains are telling us otherwise right. so we have society pulling us one way we have our our dna literally pulling us the other Mm-hmm. And I think that's why we have so much confusion. 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 Thank you, Dad. You're welcome. <laughs> He's just here for looks. Yeah. Um. As you, as you can probably tell.
1: I know. You combed your hair real nice today.
0: <laughs> Both of them. But anyway, I think that that's why there's so much confusion in, yeah. in the world today is because... Our DNA is trying to tell us one thing, and society is trying to tell us the other, right. which is another very political topic that we'll save for another day. <laughs> yeah, because I, I can I can tick some people off with that one. Um, so we're almost out of time. So um, you got a webinar today at yes. 4 p.m. People that hear this aren't going to be able to go to that because the, it'll be over. But However, lucky for
1: them, there's another one on the twenty-third.
0: On the twenty third of, of October. And then you and have one more, don't you?
1: I have four more. Four? Wow. Two in November and two in December. So if they go to inthelightcoach.live to my website and they sign up on my email list, they will get notifications of the webinar that's coming.
0: That's dot live.
1: L-I-V-E. Oh.
0: That that okay. That's good to note because I thought it was .com.
1: And that's okay.
0: My um, <laughs> um, bet. Anyway, um, beautiful website. Um, and you also have a membership. Is that is that live yet?
1: I do. It is launched. Um, and daily, I am adding to that. Just I have plenty of content and things that I'm just preparing and, and getting plugged in there. So yeah, I have some founding members that are in there already. And I do have an actual founding members um uh, special so if anyone is interested they can email me on the website and just say that they you know heard about the founding member special and that they'd like to participate in that and i would love to offer them the coupon that i've created for them to get in at a at a special price
0: and what do what what content like what do you, courses or what what do they find um
1: So I also have a podcast. It's called Today's Talk for Your Walk. And I use that content to plug into early. I plug it in early into my uh, community. And that way, honestly, it's all in one shot. You can hear my podcast. You can get my um, downloadables that I have on there. You can get everything all in my community. And that way you don't have to go to Instagram. You don't have to go to Facebook. You don't have to go to YouTube. It's all in one location. So so it's like a,
0: a curated museum. That's it. (laughs) Of how to win life.
1: That's it. You got it. Awesome.
0: Well, Bridget, it has been an absolute pleasure uh, having you on my podcast. We'll definitely have to do it again and hit some of those um, more hot button issues.
1: Absolutely. And I did want to let you know, I wanted to surprise you with this, Stephen, but Adam is reconsidering. So just keep your hopes up. That he's reconsidering oh. to be a part of the podcast. The
0: the day he he says yes, tell me and we will record that day.
1: Awesome, <laughs>
0: like one hundred percent. I will drop whatever I'm doing and we will record it right then and there. Great, So he can't change his mind.
1: <laughs> there you go. That's it. Well, thank but, you so much for this opportunity.
0: Thank you so much for being here. I've loved talking to you, um, and you know you're welcome for getting to see my dad. You know, he, he's a, Very nice meeting you. he's a beautiful man. <laughs> but that is Bridget Lynch at in the light dot live is where you can find her. And uh, we'll see you again next week. Uh, we have a couple of more special guests lined up. So pay attention and be ready. Thanks again, guys. We'll see you next week.
2: No All
0: right, everybody, that wraps up today's podcast. I hope you got a lot out of it. Make sure you remember the five pillars of leadership, and integrity, vision, passion, confidence, and decisiveness. These five things are the things that are gonna take you and your team, your company, to the next level. As always, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, leave a comment down below. Constructive criticism is always helpful to help us serve you guys better, because ultimately that's what it's all about, serving you the best possible way we can. You can also head over to renownedleadership.com, R-E-N-O-W-N-E-D, leadership.com, to get all the free resources we have available for you guys, or even book a a free one-to-one connection call where we can just sit down and discuss uh, where you are in your leadership journey. Whatever the case may be, guys, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you again next week.